Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Powerful Podcast, a podcast where we discuss both sides of every issue, not one-sided, one way or the other. We give you both sides, and then we give you our opinions, and then we tell you the truth. My name is JT Fox, world's number one wealth coach, serial entrepreneur, property investor, private equity investor, as well as best-selling author. And on the right is a woman uh, that I don't know. Uh, I've never seen her. I have no idea what she's wearing. Uh, this is what the quarantine is going to do to you. Um, uh, my CEO, Francie. And, and I'm a magical the, unicorn. I know, but when you looks like it's the top, it looks like like a giant, but you know. We, I have like a unicorn me. This is a serious <laughs> show. This is a serious show, so, um, better. you know, yeah, I, it, it was just very, it's, what, what can I say? Debate uh, show, sure. and you yeah. got to do whatever you can to distract your opponent and knock them off their game. Or, or the quarantine is clearly getting to you. Um, uh, so one or the other as well. So, yes. I'm, I'm kind of digging the quarantine. I'm a, not a super social person, so I like having the excuse that... We can't do social things. I just get to be at home. Coming from the person who likes going to clubbing in Ibiza with a bunch of people that are sweaty, dancing around each other. Going, <laughs> that's, why, but that's why I get a table. So I have my own space. So I'm not in the crowds of people. Look at you dropping the table one. So, all right. So you want to start it off? Or you want me to start it off? Um, you, can, you can start it off. I mean, obviously, I know we're... I'd be shocked if we were talking about anything except for the coronavirus. But well, you know, first of all, let's let's talk about uh, <laughs> the biggest issue we, we talked about last week. People thought you were absolutely insensitive, and many people then agreed with you as well. So it was kind of very, I won't say split. I actually thought it was more in your favor. President Trump says he wants to get back up and running by Easter. He like, I, you know what? At the end I of the day, President Trump is uh, airing on my side because. Well, hold on. So he's basically saying, listen, at the end of the day, get back to work. You get it. You don't get it. Um, you know, the old people stay at home. Young people go out there uh, and make it happen. And, you know, there's a very big debate because, you know, at the end of the day, this is killing the economy. I mean, great. It's going to create great opportunities, but it's killing the opportunity. So the issue is, I'll start with you. Um, now that it's been a week, and it's, it's crazy because it changes every day. Every single day, like, there's something that changes, uh, whether it's number of deaths or the stock market or public opinion. So what do you think? Should we go back to work uh, by Easter and bring people into the office? Um, and if people got it, they got it, then you go back, uh, you know, and someday we live with it, similar to the flu or cold. So, um, you know, obviously I know this is a debate show and we kind of have our, our different size. And is it really a debate show based on what you were wearing or is it an insanity show? It's, I mean, this is our reality. Fine, I'm going to put it back on just, just, to, just to mess with you. Um, so I think... <laughs> <laughs> I, am now, I am now unable to see you. Um, so... This is what I think. The reality is, you know, people are talking about how we're trying to stop this. 
And so we're doing these quarantines, we're closing down businesses, it's killing the economy. There's more people unemployed than ever before. And the reality is, I don't know that it's helping that much when we have more conformed confirmed cases than China. China obviously has a massive population and we when we already have more cases than China does, um, clearly we have not done something, we're, we're not doing something right. And it's only the beginning. And the reality is I know we have even more cases than what's being reported because we don't have enough tests. I know here in Orlando, there's people, if you're not over the age of 65, they're not testing you. Um, there's been people that have gone with doctor's notes to be tested that work in healthcare and they're refusing to test them because they are not over the age of 65. So whatever the number is for the US, you know it is dramatically higher than what it actually is. So. I don't know that social distancing, you know, the curfews, the quarantines, the what different orders they're putting in place. I think part of it is we didn't do just a national, this is what it needs to be. Every state's doing things differently. People can still travel. Um, in the state of Florida, we're having an influx of visitors from New York City, New Jersey, from New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. So you're taking the places that's most highly impacted and they're traveling to Florida anyway. We're asking them to self-quarantine when they get here for two weeks, but come on. I just think it either needed to be a shutdown, this is what it is, or not. And we're at this point where we're doing this partial, maybe kind of some people taking it serious, some people not taking it seriously. And the result of it is the virus is still spreading really rapidly and and the economy is crumbling. So I think it's kind of like, it's not like, okay, we did this and it's slowing the spread. Maybe it slowed it a little bit, but we're still the, the highest country in the world and that's with the lack of testing. So well, I think all right, all right. Now that you're people done, affected good. and the economy is crumbling. Listen, so kind of I, I, I have a very high net worth. Uh, I'm very successful. And there's nothing more that I want to get back into the world, be back to JT Fox in front of thousands of people, tens of thousands of people doing business, being outside. But this is not a cold or a flu. People are end up on ventilators. And it, it, I, I've never seen anybody on a cold or a flu on a ventilator. So that's number one. Um, number two, I think, let's say we had someone in our office and we, let, we started back in. And then someone got it, contaminated somebody else, and that person died. Just think of how the media, because obviously you go back to work, but the media, just like they're reporting the death count, they are going to, um, you know, it, it, it's going to, your brain is going to be attached to that as well. There's also the idea of worker safety. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, of, you know, I think fear in this case is going to be more powerful. Um, but on the alternative, you have Boris Johnson, who just got announced the, the prime minister of the UK. You have Prince Charles that has it. And for some reason, if you really take a look at that, um, it, it's going to take somebody very famous, as I said earlier, to die. So to put this in perspective on how serious it is. Um, and if Prince Charles, who's 71, survives it, Boris Johnson, who doesn't look very much in shape, can survive it. Then, then I think the arguments are going to be made. But Italy is in nowhere in sight of this ending. If you take a look at it, and we're like two and a half weeks behind, three weeks behind in America, Italy as well. 
it's not just New York and LA now, it's spreading in New Orleans, it's spreading in Atlanta, it's spreading in uh, Florida. I don't think people are taking this seriously enough as well. Um, and you just have to wonder that if this country as a whole is not all committed, it's only like a partial people. Yes, some people don't care, other people don't. I, I, I think what happens is the this cost for reinfection is going to make it worse and worse and worse. And you say this now, I know you've had a, someone you closely you know that died, but if your aunt, uncle, or your parents died, would you have the same feeling, right? Would you sit there to me and say, well, you know, shit happens. So, and, and it's just like gun control. You know, I, I'm in favor of gun control because that's a law here, the Second Amendment in America. Um, and people are like, I like my guns, but I always tell people, what if your child died because of a gun? How would you feel? Would you tell somebody, well, you know, hey, I, my right to bear arms is more important than the life of my child. This is human life. And, you know, I think we need to wait. I think Bill Gates' notion of waiting till June, that this is going to be over till June or not over till June. I, I tend to agree with him. Um, uh, you know, and I'm all about just go for it. But, you know, thank God. I think this would be a whole different ballgame if children were dying with this. I know there's been one or two cases, but if the children died because of this, it'd be a whole, whole because that'd be the future. It'd be a whole different conversation. And because the parents are like, I don't want to go anywhere because I don't want my kids to get it. And thank God that's not happening. But, you know, listen, I want to get back to work. Um, I want I, I mean, I, you know, I, I think it's been a week and a half. And if you think about it, people take a week and a half vacations, but it's felt, it's felt like months. Um, so that's kind of like my point. So, I, you know, let's move on to another topic. I mean, I think you make some valid points, uh, but when you wear what you wear, you make no point. When you wear what you wear. I think there's valid points on both sides. I think, you know, for me, what frustrates me is whatever it's supposed to be, right? Like, so I feel one way, but they're asking us to stay at home, to self-quarantine. We have curfew hours. I'm abiding by that because that's what we're being asked to do. I'm not going to house parties. I'm not going to my friends to hang out. I'm, I'm, I'm abiding by what they're asking. Whether I agree or disagree, I'm abiding by what people are asking because I would like it to, since that's the, they're trying to stop the spread, fine. I'm, even though I may agree or disagree, I'm abiding by the rules. And what's frustrating me is the people that just aren't the people that are just like you know whatever whatever i'm well, gonna i saw this thing yesterday i thought it was really really funny um and it said you thought dogs were hard to train look at all the cute humans that can't sit and stay that's true and uh, I it was also too, i've seen i've seen a lot of pictures of people on boats or golfing um also you know, you know in chicago just me and a few of my friends but where has each of those people been where are you going oh, but as that happens i mean i talked about this on my other daily podcast which i dress normally um even though it's audio uh, I, I said you, i said you a lion onesie i'm gonna amazon you a lion onesie and we can be the lion a whole new show the lion and the unicorn mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes whatever you say um, in Chicago, they cut down. Uh, it was a, there was a warm day a couple of days ago, and, and very unlikely uh, warm, and now it's back cold. Like you can't see anything outside; it's foggy. I can't even see more than like 
it's very, very foggy. That's in the background, like you can't see. Um, but the they cl- they shut down the the lakes because people are congregating lakes in New York. They're still congregating in the park, and there are so many people walking around downtown and, and strollers and and I, I just you know sometimes you go in the store and you see people do social distancing. I I, I just think the economy. I think the fear hasn't set in. I think people don't realize. I think they think it's all going to be all right. The government's going to take care of them. Um, and that's reflected in the stock market. Obviously, as we speak right now, it's down. But, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's pretty scary. So let's go and move on to the next topic. Okay. So I saw this yesterday on the on the new, maybe the, I don't know, all the days are kind of blending together, where, um, you know, just to show a big of, as big of an impact as this is actually having, um, the Cheesecake Factory, which is not just the cheese, the Cheesecake Factory also owns um, a variety of other restaurants too. So it's more than just the cheese Cheesecake Factory brand. But that company um, told its landlords, I'm not paying rent in April. They don't have the capability to be able to pay rent. So do you think a company like the Cheesecake Factory, should they have, should they have, I don't want to say prepared because you can't prepare, but should you be saving money and planning for what if something happens and we can still afford to pay our rent? Or is it, hey, restaurants had to shut down, they had to go to delivery only, income's not coming in, so they should not have to pay rent and be able to keep those retails, those, those uh, commercial spaces? Well, first of all, you know, this is not a man-made problem that, uh, that happened like in 2008 where the banks were stupid and they got into stupid. This was somebody who, who uh, you know, started in China um, and then it spread all over. And it's not the restaurant's fault. Now, the alternative, if you take a look at the Cheesecake Factory in the last 11 years, they've grown substantially. So people invested in growth rather than saving. And there's this notion I've been saying where people say cash is trash. Cash is king right now. You take a look at any, whether it's the stock market or a deal or properties, cash is king, which is what I have, because I didn't see a lot of deals and opportunities as well. And so what happens is, you know, the, the, the commercial market is going to get hit really hard. The multi-unit market is going to get really hard. Uh, I think the individual homeowner will be taking care of their forbearance all over the world. Um, but tenants will be like, hey, because what happens is that people were moving to nicer apartments. You know, everything but was losing nicer, nicer, nicer. And then when things go bad, they go to other ones or they stop paying. And then if the, the, the POP are not going to evict them. Um, I, I, you know, if you, I, I said this on my podcast yesterday, but you take a look at Sweden, they, they took it, oh, ooh la la, everything's gonna be all right. You know, people get it, get it. Well, they had 62 deaths yesterday. So I think the problem is that more people will abuse of this process than it will help. People will use this as a reason not to pay, um, you know, because all you gotta do in America, if you have a home, is call your lender and say, I'm affected by this, and automatically four months, they put it back. Who's not gonna do that? Uh, in commercial, you have to have proof, and it's a lot more documentation, and a lot of money out there in those commercial buildings are owned by very private equities and hedge funds. And they're all about money and they don't care about forbearance because they're like, if this goes down, I'd rather take the property back or squeeze them. So you're going to see a much more aggressive because the governments all over the world cannot bail every business. No, I mean, they, that's, they can't save everyone. Well, but they may seem like they are. 
and they're not. But my concern is really what's going to happen in third world countries uh, because social distancing is non-existent because of how many people are crammed. And, you know, some of these people travel anywhere. So you, I would not be surprised that there are travel bans, that there will be no, no countries taking in any Indians um, uh, from India or Africa. Um, you watch because it's going to be so bad that those places and their economies will absolutely self-destruct. I mean, they took Africa took a big hit almost with the Ebola, but the Ebola was like very close to close contact. Um, you know, this is spread through various other means. I mean, they're saying the sole of your shoes, um, they last five days. On every day it's, it's some, it's some, the thing is we don't, they don't know. Right. Um, you know, did you see, you know how there was apparently the research that was written from this doctor from Stanford about the anti-malaria medicine having an impact? Well, did you see yesterday they did the research and found out the doctors that published this weren't actually doctors at all. They were cryptocurrency investors that wrote a medical looking report and said they were doctors and they're actually just two crypto investors that put um, the information out there to try and drive drive markets up. So I think you just have so much misinformation and nobody knows, right? It, it's plastic, it's cardboard, it's it's metal, it's six feet away, it's it's right. But the market, work. the market, the like, market don't acting. work, but the masks do work. You know, it's all it's, yeah, it's the market is not acting like like the market is acting like it knows. Like, how could you declare a bottom? after three consecutive days, which is, and, but you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when you're going to go back to work. It just doesn't make sense. Right. And, and that's I think, why I think you're I, right in that nobody knows. Sorry, can, you, can you repeat that? Sorry. I think you're right. You're right. And you. that nobody knows the unicorn says you're right. So, um, I don't think a lot of people know. And I think right now, a lot of people are still in that mindset of like, Oh, it'll be back. It's going to be back to normal in two weeks. It's going to be back in a week. It's going to be, you know, things are going to be, they don't, they aren't considering and thinking it's going to last as long. And I think people are like, oh, the government's going to help. The government's going to bail me out. I'll be able to get this payment. You know, they're talking about being able to pay people that are furloughed their full salary on unemployment. Well, that sounds great. But what if those furloughs last six months? You know what I'm saying? So I, I think there's um, people think it's going to be okay, and it might not. Yeah, I, I, I think part of the problem is that the Amazons, the Walmarts of the world, those big retailers, and the Microsofts, the Apples, they're all going to survive. Uh, but you know what's very interesting is that Warren Buffett has not uh, commented, and it's been nowhere to be found. So it's very not interesting. Really made any any big moves or anything? No, well, not big moves. It's just. I, it usually comes out in 2008. So where is Warren Buffett? Um, Warren Buffett. Uh, here's a big debate. Has President Trump done a good job handling this from the start? Has President Trump done a good job of handling this from the start? Um, I, so... Ooh, hey. This is hard. I don't think so. I think that from the start, I think initially we were one of the earlier countries to start banning flights from 
Asia and screening people. That was great. Um, it was fantastic. It was tremendous. Amazing. Tremendous. They tremendous jobs. They're doing a fantastic job. Um, I think that we did well. When we started getting cases in the U.S., I think we should have locked things down faster. And I think instead of, you know, yes, I'm of the standpoint of just, you know, I'm arguing the point of just go about it. You're either going to get it or you're not get it. You're going to get live or you die. However, President Trump has been doing this like, we're asking you to do this, that, or the other. It should have just been a national, right? Because you had places like San Francisco and L.A. that went into like lockdown a lot earlier than places like New York. And had, as a country, he just mandated, I'm the effing president, lock it down, you know, for three weeks. Yes, it would have sucked for three weeks, but it probably would have done a dramatic difference to what we're experiencing right now. Um, you know, the cases in New York are so high, but apparently all most of the testing capabilities are all going to the state of New York and not the other states. So we don't really know how bad it is everywhere else. Then on the uh, flip side, I'm, 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 hang on, on the flip side, though, I don't think, you know, he's asking everyone to stay shut down. And now he keeps saying, by Easter, we'll be back to normal. By Easter, we'll be back to normal. And it's kind of, I know why he's doing it. You know, he's trying to give people the sense of hope. He's trying to get people to think, okay, we're going back to normal. So the market doesn't completely, you know, bottom out. But the reality is, is like, you know, I think he should have just went one way or the other from the beginning. Either uh, shut it down or not uh, put it but, down. Not this so, but, but here's the thing, too. There had been, uh, when it started in China, they didn't shut down the whole country. They shut down Wuhan. That's the first thing. Second of all, too, at any time, at any time, um, but any they other Congress shut down Wuhan. Wuhan. Nobody could go in or out of Wuhan. Of course, because they're able to use much more draconian ways that we can in other parts of the world. Here, we like, can you please stay inside? There's like, you stay inside or you're dead. Um, so kind of like what they're doing in India right now. But I was going to say, uh, Texas would like that. Go outside, I'll shoot you. Yeah. Um, so I think the point is, Nobody spoke out. In fact, there's evidence of three senators who sold their stock way earlier when they first came out there as well. Clearly, they had some information that the public did not have. I mean, that's that, that's clear to that as well. Um, but shutting down a country before knowing the impact also could have backfired as well. Um, and it's really hard to point finger because no Democrat uh, brought this up. And I don't see anybody really kind of attacking you know, the uh, Italian prime minister. I don't see anybody really attacking Boris Trump. I think this, and people are like, well, America wasn't ready. Um, well, nobody was ready for this. Nobody expected this. And by the way, this should have been done years in the planning, but they probably didn't have budgets because there's certain things. I mean, here's the thing. I promise you next time we'll be ready. Um, and well, sometimes- I think thing. What if, like, okay, so majority aren't, you know, the percentage actually dying from this is very, very small. But what if this was what if this was something like Ebola, like where that's how sick you got and it was spread this easily? We wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be oh, ready for it. No, but then you'd have a national shutdown. I mean, the fact that we still have a national shutdown, it's also very interesting here in America. And, and that could prolong issues. But um, 
you know, it's hard. I, I, it's hard to criticize because no, there's no nothing in the playbook for anything like that. It's never happened. It's not even in the Great Depression. This happens. Um, you know, I, I know that he was very laid back about it, and I think now he's taking it very seriously. I think he looks very presidential um, because he's not running against Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders. He's running against the coronavirus, and how he deals with this is going to be determinant of how well it works. Now, here's the funny part about how America. 100% of Democrats think he's doing a bad job and almost every Republican thinks he's doing a good job because there's there's nothing that he can do that is going to change the other side. And I just take a look at it from a psychological point. You get into office and the stock market's on there and all of a sudden everything you've built is, and you've been, you're resting your laurels on the economy, that's all gone. Right. And your whole legacy along with what you build and no one's going to remember that so so i have no doubt they're working very hard and you know he's trying to be the chief optimist um the other doctor the allergy guys being the chief realist and in between lies the truth and but the problem is that right now we're in a tunnel and there is no light right now because no one knows he's trying to make it seem like there's light and I get it because if not, then we would just start looting. And well, that's the thing. He's, he has to give, he has to give the sense of hope and that, you know, we're coming out the other side. And, and I understand, I understand that. And here's the thing. There isn't like, he's, I don't think, you know, he's not doing something wrong because there wasn't a right and a wrong way to do it. I think it is frustrating. You know, he had this whole con, you know, this whole bill they were trying to get passed and then it sat in the freaking Senate for a week almost like it's still you know, there. It's not even passed yet. Right. So it's that's where it's just like at this that's, point this politics. No, it is politics. And I think that's what's frustrating though, is that Democrat, Republican, whatever it's all one country. Give give people the effing money and move on. You know what I'm saying? It's like I feel like people are just blocking it to block it. And then I think he's he's saying all the stuff about the economy and we're getting back to normal to try and help to push to get the bill through. Hope scaring some of the people thinking if we really reopen everything, it's just going to make it get even worse. So I think he's doing it in kind of in making some of the people nervous to be able to get the bill pushed through. But I think, you know, I think, yeah, maybe we should have been a little bit more like China. Like, everyone stay the F home or you're going to get oh, shot. That, that, that always backfires. And, and here's the thing, too. What, what we say is we keep saying that China is back up and running. But we haven't really seen pictures. There's not videos. There's not, like, it's no, people are They're talking about the stores that are, re like, the Apple stores reopen. Yeah, but I want to see video. I want to see how China is normally packed. And I want to see videos, and we're not seeing that as well. Um, and they're like, "Oh, the, all these other cases they're having, they're all imported." I mean, did you see the? Uh, did you see the meme of? Uh, it's a WhatsApp, and it says um, China, and then it says invites rest of world to join group chat, and then it shows all the country joining the group chat, and then it says China left group chat. Like basically, China had the problem. It went everywhere else, and then China's like, we're good now. Y'all are... I, I'm just glad you have so much time to find costumes and, and memes and one of the most worst economic crisis that you've ever faced. I had this already. I had this already in my closet, 
and the memes get sent to me. And it's funny because we use WhatsApp all the time. I, we use like, WeChat. Well, I use what everyone else uses. We have our marketing group. It would have been funny if you're talking about WeChat because they don't use WhatsApp in China. This is the information. Of, I know, but of, nobody else uses WhatsApp except for us and China, or uses WeChat except for us and China. So nobody knows what a WeChat is. Everyone knows what WhatsApp is. Yeah, there's anyways, sure, whatever you say. Um, anything else to debate, or is this over? Uh, I know you had another topic you wanted to discuss. No, I thought we just discussed it. No, uh, didn't you want to discuss Bill Ackerman? Oh yeah, finally yeah, Bill Ackerman. So the last thing is Bill Ackerman, the billionaire from Pershing Square, um, went on CNBC uh, last week and said, "This is we're all going to hell, or everything is going to hell." Hell is coming. Yeah, hell is coming. There should be a national lockdown for thirty days. And it turns out that back in February 27th, he took a $27 million credit swap position insurance. And that position is now worth $2.4 billion. So from 27 to 2.4 billion. Now, and that put his firm up what? 7.9% for the quarter for March, for but March. only 0.9% so far this year, which is ironically how much that's gone up that you can make $2 billion, $2.4 billion and still be a break even. So was it correct for him to, to do that, to then go on TV and say, we're all going to the end of the world? And that day, that market plunged. Not, maybe not so much on what he said. It was just the times. But still, it does, it, does it look suspicious? And was it right or not? So it reminds me, when, when everyone talks about it, I just am reminded so much of um, billions and thinking of acts at Axe Cap of like, that's exactly what I feel like Axe would have done. Um, and probably has done if you look through episodes of the show, which granted it's a TV show. Um, but I think, you know, obviously in the position that he's in, could it have had impact? Maybe, but I do think that really is probably how he, his viewpoint of things. And JT, you've done so many interviews recently on, you know, the JT Fox show with all these different celebrities and all these different well-known people. And some of them have had some, like, if you listen to Bruce Buffer, some of them really have, you know, we're going to end of days, times, outlook. Some of them haven't. And I think that really was his outlook. You know, did that totally drop? I, I don't think him being on TV and saying hell is coming was that was the only thing that drove the market down. And that's why he ended up making two point six billion. I don't, I, I would, have, I would have done the same thing first of all. And second of all, too, he put out press release on February 27th that he did that. That policy was worthless on February, on March 9th, sent another one and it was making money. And on March 13th, the thing just went crazy to billions as well. So they were putting press releases explaining their position. So it's not like, but I think you, you have to do that for your investors. No, no, no. But that position was disclosed. So I right. mean, is it in poor taste? Uh, I mean, I'd say. But if you had lost money, yeah, but, like, think, but if you had lost money, if you lost twenty-seven million dollars, we'd all be making fun of him right now. So at the end of the day, he made two point four billion. So hats I off think, to him. I mean, that with him, he's got a lot of people investing with him, a lot of money he's managing, and I think it was him doubling down on his position and. I don't think anything happened because he did that. Yeah, you know? I agree. I mean, the market was going to go down regardless as well. But so you know, it, it was 
wasn't it very uh, axe? Axe? Yeah. yeah, very, very much so. So there you have it. The big show of the powerful. Clearly, I won again. Uh, um, I won the minute you wore that unicorn as well. Um, always win. Also, I would recommend you guys that I have also another podcast every single day. It's all the business and success news in less than seven minutes. Every single day, I report news from all over the world on how it affects your marketing and your branding. I do not dress up in a unicorn. I give it to you straight as well. This show is every single week as well. You lion one week. I also encourage you to go to millionaireflix.com if you would like my entire course of library. Every wealth course, property investing, business growth, crypto, negotiating, marketing, sell, overcoming fear. Also, countless interviews every single day with experts on about how to survive this and how to take it. Uh, You can go to millionaireflix.com, $20.00. You can cancel anytime. I mean, listen for 3,000 hours. It's probably the greatest deal in the history of that. Or you can binge on Netflix. That doesn't do anything for you. Or you can go to the Netflix of wealth and success. Pack, you want to say something with your outfits? I do. I want to remind people that um, don't forget that nothing is more powerful than the truth. And don't forget to give us a five. What about the five-star rating you always talk about? Oh, yeah. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. um, Share on social media. Tell your friends about it. Um, I mean, look at the people that aren't. So, oh, also, if you are listening to this on, um, if you are listening to this on Apple or Google or any of the podcast platforms and you're like, what the heck is JT and Francie talking about with this unicorn? The video will be up on, are we going to put it on YouTube? For what? The video of this. Because people listening and hearing the audio. Yes, there will be a video of on this. Search the whole, the world's gone to shits. Um, or, uh, yeah, search, go to my YouTube cha- uh, channel. Go to Beyonce's YouTube channel so you can watch the video version of it. Um, also, if you have Millionaire Flicks, you can catch the video ver- version of this in there as well. So, so go out there. Be safe, everybody. Be yes. safe. Wear protection. That doesn't mean unicorn protection. It just means protection. Be safe, everybody. Follow the rules. We'll see you next week or every single day on my other podcast or every single day on Millionaire Flicks as well. Thank you, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed it. All right. Bye.